Hello everyone, it is February 11th and you're listening to the best podcast. My name is BJ Guest and I'm joined, as always, by my best friend, Valentine, and pal, Griffin Reynolds. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Look out, Val- Amy. What up, Valentine? <laughs> Sneaking in on your man. Hey, toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> Valentine's Day is around the corner, people. I personally forgot until three days ago when someone reminded me. So, do I have plans for Valentine's uh, Day? No, I don't. Still working on them. You have an infant. I don't think you get plans for Valentine's Day. Blame it on the baby. (laughs) Just like everything else. Everything. Everything I blame on my children. Everything. Car didn't crank. Baby did it. Baby did it. <laughs> She's sitting there in her bassinet with a bunch of wrenches. She's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> think, think, think you're going to work today. Sir. Slowly spits up on herself. <laughs> That's the sound of spit up there. Kid blah, people blah, blah, who don't have kids. Blah, 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 just uh, dribbles on out. Yeah. Or blah. It just shoots out like <laughs> like in um was a scary movie where they make fun of poltergeist and everybody just they, throws up they, on each other. They make fun of Exorcist, right? Exorcism. What is Pol- Poltergeist? Is the it's like the it's the TV. Um, yes, the TV where they suck yeah. again, and it's built on an Indian burial ground. Ah, oh. so the the lady in that movie who's like the exorcist has the weirdest voice. You remember uh, who's who's like the one possessed by the demon? No, no, no. She's the one in in um in Poltergeist who comes and like tries to exorcise demons. She's that little short oh. fat woman. Uh, there seems to be demons and she like talks like that's her normal voice though i think like i, I think i've seen her on episodes of like csi and she talks the same way it's the most god-awful thing look oh, it up I don't when you go if i've seen poltergeist it's fine like i it's, mean i just i just it's know 80 scary yeah like you know? i just know poltergeist does that make sense yeah, yeah no it's a, it's a cultural phenomenon that makes 100 percent sense like everybody okay. knows except for my yeah. wife obviously but well, Emmett, it's the devil, so... Yeah. Yeah, it is. Speaking Speaks. of the devil... I was about to say, I watched the <laughs> devil movie. <laughs> what you been doing with your life, my Valentine, sweetie cutie? Um, so, Amy and, I, Amy and I have been doing a Harry Potter rewatch uh, mm-hmm. over the past uh, weeks, two okay. months. It's like anytime we sit down and have enough time to watch a movie, we'll watch the next one in the series. Makes sense. Uh, we just watch the sixth one. Which is the um, six? Is that the first that, Deathly Hallows? No, no that is uh, the Half Blood Prince. It's the oh, one right before right. that. Right, right. right. Um, that movie. Okay, first off, I have to say that movie. Like I didn't notice until now. Is like damn near black and white the whole movie. Like they have completely taken the color out of that movie. And like I get it. Like I guess mm-hmm. they're, because of like the the feel of that book and that movie has like that tone, right? Right, but but man, I was like, Amy, I was like, is this movie black and white? <laughs> fix fix the fix the TV, baby. Start hitting the buttons on the menu. I was like, what is happening? Man, that makes sense. Like you said, with like the tone of the Harry Potter stories, like they start off, they're very bright, very colorful, and cheery. You're a, you're a wizard, Harry. Magic. There's a three headed dog, and then it slowly turns into like there's Nazi Nazi wizards, <laughs> you know. Oh, it just right. gets it gets super depressing and makes sense as they get older, you know, not everything in the world says great. So well, yeah, that's what I pull um, out of that. But funny enough, I was just watching and I noticed somebody in the background and like caught my eye. Um, there's an actress in mm-hmm. Harry Potter who plays a character Ramilda Vane. Um, the actress' name is Anna Schaefer, and she plays Triss in the Witcher Netflix series. Hmm. It was like totally weird. I was like, wait a minute. I know, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> Anna so, Schaefer sounds like a person from, from Bainbridge. Like, that totally sounds like a um, Bainbridge person. Because uh, Katie's husband, Kyle's last name is Schaefer. Shut up. That's exactly right. <sighs> yep. Makes sense. <laughs> We're all connected. We're just like a spider web slowly growing. Oh, yeah. For world. sure. For sure. And please, listeners, excuse all the sniffling. I'm very congested. He's sad. <laughs> Because I bought a bunch of flowers for Valentine's Day. Yep, and I was just smelling them and smelling them, and then the allergies got me. Yeah, the petunias, I got you. Just petunian it up. That's Harry's aunt's name. 
Yeah, that's why that's why I came up with it. I, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> so what else have you been doing, man? Um, so I forgot to mention this last week, but Amy and I watched uh, Long Shot, the movie with um, <clears throat> oh god, what's his name? I see his face. Owen Wilson. Nope, Luke Wilson. No, the other Wilson brother. No, <laughs> I was like, Isn't come there? on, you'll get there. Uh, Seth, no, I have no clue. It's oh, Seth Rogen no and um, God, what's her name? It's the guy, the Green Hornet. You're talking about the Green Hornet. I am talking about the Green Hornet. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rogen's long shot in becoming a superhero. <laughs> I don't know. I do. I don't know. What I've never great... heard of this movie. I was really hoping for you to like uh, tell me what Charlize this is. Theron. Charlize Char- Theron. Charlize? I never say her name. I, I never Char- say her name right. If Char- you saw Char- her picture for you know I was talking. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, so like basically, the elevator I can, okay. I can. So, um, basically he is a like freelance writer for some like website and newspaper that want to like take on the big shot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the Charisse Theron's character, I can't remember her name was obviously I couldn't remember her actual name. <laughs> so she, uh, is a, she's the secretary of state for the country and she wants to run for president. And so it turns out they both went to high school together. Like they okay. grew up together. And so she hires him on as her speechwriter because she okay. reads his stuff. And it's just like them. This is, they fall I mean, in love. They fall in love. Ah, and it. it's so funny because he is like a total power reversal because she's the one like who's got all the power and he's like a total doofus. Yeah. It's so it's really funny. Well, that's cool. I remember seeing that now and thinking. It's good. I mean, it's worth it. I mean, because it was, it was like one of those things because Amy and I always like, we're like, let's watch a movie. And we yeah. spend an hour looking for a movie and then we're like, no. Nah. Uh, that is, I, I hate that in our, me and my wife's relationship <laughs> is we want to watch a movie, but neither of us can agree what would be a good movie. Yeah. Because either we want to go like real deep, like Schindler's List. Oh. <laughs> or on the other end of that spectrum, we want to watch The Breakup with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And neither side is what the other person wants. But <laughs> leave my sister alone. She's been through a lot. God. <laughs> I was going to finish that sentence, but I don't think I can on this podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so that movie that I don't even know if that is that from that movie. Oh, I have no That's, clue. I, but I you know no the clue. quote I'm talking about, right? No, I haven't seen <gasps> the long shot. Oh, or the breakup. <laughs> Too busy watching Schindler's List in black and white, like Harry Potter. All right, now I have to say it. Uh, Please tell me the whole thing. So anyway, so it's Vince Vaughn and um, Jennifer Aniston. Thank you, Jennifer Aniston. I'm I'm struggling tonight. So it's like they're arguing about something. He brings up her sister, and she's like, hey, leave my sister alone. She's been through a lot. And he goes, yeah, of dick. <laughs> That's funny, and I thought that was one of the best throwaway lines from that movie, dude. So Vince Vaughn, phenomenal actor. He's in yeah, season he's... two of um, oh crap, True Detective. Tr- yeah, he's super good. Yeah, Ooh. but I heard season two of that should suck. Was it season so, two or season three? S- no, season I haven't two. seen season three has Marshala Ali, and I haven't season seen it two, yet. Season two yeah. is bad, from what I heard. S- it's not bad, but season one with Woody Harrelson and um, Matthew McConaughey is just like phenomenal. It's so good, right? And then it just kind of it's just kind of like meh compared to it. Like on its own, it's fine, but when in comparison to how great the first season was, it's it's kind of lackluster. I agree. Are they like? sit around and stare at each other a lot. There's a lot there, of staring. Yeah, I, honestly, Colin Farrell didn't say anything. He just sat in his car and stared <laughs> the whole time. And um, I don't know his real name, but he's um, Ricker? Rickard? He's on Friday Night Lights. He's the long-haired boy. He was, yeah. uh, he was a halfback. He was on there. He just uh, drove motorcycles and cussed. But it's as HBO, man. What you gonna do? As what one does. Do? Drives motorcycles as one does. and cuss. Yeah, um, finish this up, man. What are you doing? Tell me the rest so, of your life. Sorry. So, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I'm just got a podcast around here. Obviously, playing Witcher 3 more. Oh, speaking, speaking of that uh, chopping hand moment. 
movement <laughs> uh, like Ida from My Hero Academia. So I finally got to watch the new episode in English. Still finally of it. Killing me. Uh, so they do that thing where they switch the theme song mid-season. Mm-hmm. I don't like this one nearly as much. Oh, that's not good. Dude, the one before this one was sick. Oh, it that like was me slapped. and Miles' dance song. We yeah. were playing on, and we would just dance. Loved it. Dude, I like but. dance myself. I'm like, I don't even know Japanese, and I'm singing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, I no clue what they're saying to me. Cursing. Probably just cursing Americans. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> there's this hilarious gif, and I like always want to find it. And it's something there was um a Simpsons episode where it's like break like break glass in case of something. And so it was like the preacher mm-hmm. guy, and he smashes the glass, and it's got like a bullhorn in it, and mm-hmm. he plays it, and it's that theme song from My Hero <laughs> Academia. It's so funny. <laughs> and I like I've looked so hard. I just wanted to like save it on my phone. Yeah, but I was, I'm like, I like search Simpsons, My Hero Academia theme song, like, and I cannot find it. It's so funny. Guy goes to um, the dark web. Like, I think like the, the title of the tweet was like, "When your friends haven't heard of My Hero Academia," <laughs> <laughs> it was like break glass in case of emergency. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but that's all I've been doing. What have you been up to? I have been up to only really like two strong things. Um, I have been reading a manga. Which, for those Ooh. who uh, do not know, is a comic book, but from Japan. So everything is backwards. You have to start at the end of the story. See, I don't like go that. To the beginning. It, you get used to it. Um, one thing I will say is that they are not as text heavy as uh, a stand, not standard, but American comic books are. Um, right. Especially the old ones. God, the old ones are really hard to read because they're so text heavy. But. Um, you get used to, and you kind of like your eyes slowly drift the right way to what makes sense. And there were several so, times I had to stop and like that doesn't make sense. I had to go back and reread. So do you read it? I know you read from. I know it starts in the back, obviously, but do you start at like the bottom right hand corner of the page? Um. So in a an American comic, you start left right left top left corner, mm-hmm. and you essentially kind of go in a, a downward rightward angled diagonal. On the and you kind of right, you kind of go to the right, and you kind of scan like you do a regular book. But right. This is the other way. So you start in the top right corner, and kind of go to the left, and kind of drift down, depending on how the panels are shaped. Because you know, people like to get real crazy with these panels and twist them and turn them and make them all sorts of shapes that are not nine, you know, three by three nine squares. Like, you know, <laughs> right. like God intended when. <laughs> when they started this when god um, made the first manga the, <laughs> <laughs> but um so the manga i'm reading is called creature it is essentially just a monster story it's it's on comiXology unlimited the first four or five volumes um it's really weird it's it's pretty okay and um these monsters you know shocker take over a section of, to- of tokyo and uh, people die, like super gruesome. Oh, <laughs> like I'm sitting in the bed talking to my wife, and I'm kind of reading and sliding on my iPad, and this dude just gets his whole head just like saw chopped off, and like head slides. And I'm oh like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh, and I hit the power button like kind of quickly. I'm like, Psh-ch-ch. just put it down for the day. <laughs> um, that has uh, that is going to be a theme of this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if if you know gruesome stuff doesn't bother you. Um, it's kind of, it's got some weird character choices. There are a lot of weird characters. There's a gym coach who ends up being, he doesn't make sense to me. And there's this really, really weird nerdy dude who thinks his life is an action movie and he's the director. All while, while these gigantic monsters are just picking people up out of the ground and eating them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, action. This is where we chase. I'm like, Get it together, dog. What are you doing? <laughs> I got these three characters I care about. I'm going to need you to stop. Um, so, Creature. It's on Comicsology, Comics, Comicsology Unlimited. You also can purchase, you know, on Comicsology. Um, um, so, yes. reading a manga on Comicsology. Mm-hmm. So, 
is it so i know that they have like the easy read thing yeah the guided view goes panel by panel is it mm-hmm. Is the manga version of that good? Would that be a good way for like me to get in, into it and not have to worry about reading the page the wrong way? So the page... Oh, you talking about like panel by panel? Yeah. Yeah. Because I know. Because I, I, I mean, if you, if you do it that way, it like it leads It'll it for you. It kind of right? leads you for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to try. Um, I've had in just personal experience, I've had some issues with... Um, not comicsology in general, but uh, panel by panel, that guided yeah. view, especially Marvel Unlimited, really screwed me up one time with an older book just because whoever laid it out didn't lay it out correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've stopped doing that and trying to read whole page um, because A, I don't want to get screwed over again, and B, you really kind of get a, like the big picture right. of what's going on because the way they put their panels is really, really interesting. Um, in all books, so yeah, I'm just if you're starting on my phone a lot of the time, so I can't yeah, read a whole page. On I my would phone. say, yeah, <laughs> on your phone, definitely go panel by panel, just out of ease, or maybe you know, bite the bullet, get you an iPad or other tablet, get you one of those cheapo like n- knockoff brand. Yeah, but you know, I'm bu- you know, I'm bougie. <laughs> I know you bougie. Got to have your spinners like- on everything. I was like, I was like, well, if I'm gonna buy an iPad, I should get an iPad Pro, right? <laughs> Honestly, like, if I'm, it's like if I'm gonna get an iPad Pro, I should get one with like a terabyte of memory on it, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely because you know you're going to you need that. Um, Just for speaking, comic books. <laughs> spe- yeah. Oh, God. So speaking of Saw, oh, I, this is not on the not another thing. Oh shoot! Just, it actually kind of goes into news, but I'm thinking about it now. I was uh sitting on the toilet one day. Uh huh flipping through uh, Reddit, as one does, and I saw that my beloved Chris Rock is starring in a new cop movie. I thought to myself, I love Chris Rock. Chris Rock does no wrong in my spirit. Yep. So I'm watching the trailer, and it's him, and he's kind of like the older detective, and he's got this younger dude, and they're talking about, you know, you got kids, blah, blah, blah. Just like standard cop conversation. They get a call. It's a murder. Oh, no. It's a cop killer. And it's got this weird, like, little spiral sign. I'm like, this might be interesting. Samuel Jackson's in there. Spoiler, oh. Samuel Jackson drops the F-bomb in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know what we expect out of Sam anymore. Um, if he doesn't say it, I feel like... Someone's going to call his, his, like, agent. Like, is Samuel... Is he okay? Is he is he being forced? Um so I'm watching this. I'm like, all right, this might be cool. This might be cool. It's a freaking Saw spinoff, and I'm so pissed. <laughs> it's called Spiral. I don't even care anymore. I'm so upset. <laughs> Chris Rock is like producing it somehow, and there's something about how he met the guy who's in charge of Lionsgate and was like, I want to make a Saw movie. So freaking Chris Rock is making a Saw movie. And I'm a little pissed because I thought it was going to be something super duper good. And I'll see a lot of good acting. But nah, it's just going to be Chris Rock. And he's, I already know he's going to be tied to a, a, a freaking bathroom with a chain with a little saw in his hand. Because I already showed that in the, in the trailer. And I'm upset. <laughs> <sighs> I, would, I just I would, want good Chris Rock. I'm sorry for good. interrupting you. <laughs> I want good Chris Rock too. Um, I would be more upset. If I hadn't already known this. Oh, you already knew about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cannot tell you the pissed off I was on that toilet. <laughs> like, God. <laughs> Man. I honestly, a little stupid part of me thought it was a lethal weapon spinoff. Because Ooh. he's in Lethal Weapon 4. He's got the psychology degree. He's dating He's dating um, uh, Danny Glover's daughter. Super great. Hell no. Hell no. Saw. Saw. I've also uh, watched all of Lock and Key on Netflix. Yeah, I know it came out Friday. Couldn't stop myself. <laughs> Kept watching. Listen, it's no- it's nothing, fine. <laughs> nothing will ever beat the day Rich came over to my apartment in Atlanta. Oh, Jesus, and we watched all of Daredevil season one in one day. <laughs> he was like supposed to leave, and like just ended up staying another night at my apartment. <laughs> called his wife i'm not i'm not coming home it just hangs up <laughs> it was when he lived in marietta so it was like he just oh, that's right. he had no responsibilities 
yeah and no one to talk to bless the spirit like poor La- poor landon <laughs> like my roommate he's oh, like yeah <laughs> he like him and Haley like his well fiance they're gonna get married in like a month Ooh. uh they he, they like went to they like went to lunch and were like gonna go do all this stuff and then they came back that evening and like we were still on the couch and they're like have y'all left and we were like to we got food and came back does that not does that not count <laughs> we were such slobs but no um it was fine it was it's a fine series um i'll talk about it a little bit more when we talk about our topic for today's episode and our topic yeah. for today's episode is we're actually going to talk about the first volume of the first six seven yeah. issues six i think seven six issues, issues. It's the volume. It's the first volume. Yeah, it's the first volume. It's the first uh, trade back of the comic Lock and Key. So after yeah. our news, we'll talk about it more. I might yell a little bit more because I'm I'm feeling that energy of being upset about Chris Rock. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm a little like, kind of pissed. Like, I don't know who what to the, talk to about this. But What was the day I surprised you with something in the news? Oh, I don't remember what it was. I'll think about oh, it. Oh, it was the Joker sequel. Oh, Why yeah. Why are you going to bring that up? And it won, it won, a, and it won an Oscar. So, or yeah. he won an Oscar. He, he won an win, Oscar. Did he it win? No, Parasite won best. Yeah, uh, Parasite won best film. feature. Yeah. Um, and then well, good the for our chameleon direct, friend. The guy who directed Parasite won best director, I think. Right. Yes. What did Taika f- Waititi win for? Uh best name. I don't know. Right. Oh, anyway, I, he no did a hilarious interview. Did he? Uh, to, I think Takiki? he was like. He, it was something about writing, and they were like, "What? What do uh, current writers need to be worried about?" And like, blah blah. And he's like, "The Apple keyboards are terrible." And he just <laughs> <laughs> he went on a. It is like he like has his Oscar in his hand, and they're like mm-hmm. interviewing him, and he talks about how terrible the Apple laptop <laughs> keyboards are. He's like, "If you have a PC, you have that really responsive keyboard, and they're oh so God. nice, and like they push back against your fingers, and they're like the Apple ones are so spongy and terrible. Like Apple, get your act together!" Like, but it was That's so funny. so great. <laughs> and he he just went on this like six minute rant, and it was hilarious you know that guy probably like earlier that day was working on something and he just got pissed at that keyboard and he was like I, I hate you and he left he tried to calm himself down he went to this awards program he got himself an award and somebody brought it back up <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? they suck <laughs> so funny oh man well good for him yeah good so what else everyone. has been going on in the the news life for you um, for the news life for me, my news is super duper short, and my news song is News. Get with it. Do you like that? A lie. I liked it. That's a lie. <laughs> it wasn't that good. I did like it. Oh. That's why you're my Valentine. Uh, it sounds like uh, EA Sports. Get in the game. Ah, that, that connects with me. That connects with me in a very spiritual level. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so my... Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. sorry, I interrupted you. We're we're just we're just tangled up in each other. We might as well just. Mm. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> this, <laughs> this podcast gonna, took a. I'm gonna take a sip of my drink. Take a sip of your drink. Man, that's some dirty water. Um, you know good well that sweet tea. <laughs> that's one of my favorite things to lie to my kids about when I get a, a thing of sweet tea at work. Like, what are you drinking? It's water. It's brown. <laughs> It's like, yeah. Talk to your congressman, kids. Take a sip. <laughs> um, so my bit of news is that I found this, and by I found, I found on YouTube, thanks to a YouTuber called Your Average Consumer, a wireless controller adapter for the Switch. Yep. It's also for your Windows and Mac and a thing called Raspberry Pi um, with an OTG cable. I'm not hoping you're going to explain to the people at home what OTG means because I do not know. Judging by your eyes, you're thinking on it. But the cool thing is, you can play your PlayStation controller on your Switch. I thought it was that's, neat. It's a little dope. USB thing you plug into the side of your Switch. It looks like two of the Mario bricks. And the man on the TV played his PlayStation controller on a Switch. As a man who has a broken PlayStation, but two functionally functional working PlayStation controllers and a Switch controller, my little my Joy-Cons, they're drifting. They're drifting super Ooh, hard. That was and a uh, that was a problem. So it's still a it, problem. Was it well, well? I mean, like 
it was it was made known yeah, yeah, that yeah. that was a big problem. Yeah. Uh, is it was it one of them or is it both of yours? It's both. It's an oh. issue. It's really mm. hard on Pokemon because it's all just you know, like moving through a menu sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't notice in Smash until a couple of days ago when I didn't win, and I was Ooh. like, obviously it's the controller. <laughs> Who were you obviously. playing against? Hopefully not Miles. <laughs> uh, I was playing against Miles. Quotation. Uh, but really, like a level, like computer level seven, P- Pikachu. Did he just like rip his shirt off? He's like, ah, beat my dad. <laughs> said, Get out of here, dad. You suck. I'm the man now. Get out of here, you and your Sonic. Ugh. No, we always put him on his Pikachu and just let Pikachu do his thing. And I forgot midway through I was playing him or playing the computer. I was like, God. Miles has gotten good. And I looked over and he's just got it by like the string, like spinning it around. Like, oh, it's the like, a computer. Tailspin. You suck, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought it was really cool for uh, someone in my situation of having two working PlayStation controllers, but a broken PlayStation and a working Switch. So, Or you could play... Uh, Smash the way God intended and with a GameCube controller and nope. use the uh, same 8-bit dough brand th- wireless co- connector that I have. And it plugs into a GameCube controller and I could use it wirelessly with my Switch. God didn't create that monstrosity of the GameCube controller. How dare you? The perfect controller. And this is, this might as well be scripture, is the N64 controller. Oh my god! That thing you want to hold so on the two cool. outside pieces, or you want to hold that one in the middle, one on the right, one in the middle, one on the left? It's up to you, man. You have options. Today's feel, children don't have options. I feel dirty when I hold the N64 controller. As you should. That Rumble Pack boy. I know what you've been doing. Ooh boy. <laughs> Dude, I have this like weird obsession with the N64 because it was like. My parents didn't want to buy me a game console, but mm-hmm. I was up like obsessed like with it. Mm-hmm. Like anytime I'd go to somebody's house who had it, all I wanted to do is play it C4. I was like, do we I was like, why Makes would sense. we do why would we do yeah. anything else other than I have this? I have the outside of my house too, but I don't have this N sixty four. Right. Fire it up. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh let's go jump on the trampoline. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you have an N sixty four right there. I see it. <laughs> And so, like, I just, like, had this vivid memory of all these games with N64 that, like, I played but never owned. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Never owned GoldenEye, but play the hell out of some GoldenEye at a friend's house. I do now. Mm. <laughs> I'm a grown man. <laughs> I have an N64 now. I do what I want. <laughs> I got right, GoldenEye. Griffin. I got Yoshi's Island Adventure. You got Pokemon Snap? <sighs> do I have? Do I have Pokemon Snap? You know what? I feel like Nintendo Game Freak is really missing. Dropping the ball? Yeah. I I would drop a deuce for Pokemon Snap, too. Oh, my God. Could yeah. you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine if they made a Pokemon Snap, too? Like I just said, I would drop a big deuce for Pokemon Snap, too. The <sighs> biggest. Dude, I want that so bad. There would be a little hole on the ground where my deuce dropped. So, <laughs> That's a heavy pow. deuce. <laughs> oh. So Griffin, give oh. me give me your news, man. Man, I got lots to talk about. Um, so just in quick succession here, we got uh, Persona Five, one of my favorite games. Uh, so there's a new. It's kind of like a version of that coming out. It's called Persona Five Strikers. Soccer. Got it. Nope. Uh, releasing on February twentieth. It is like a Dynasty Warriors type game. I, you know, Di- you know what Dynasty Warriors is. I I do, but I feel like Persona Five Strikers sounds and probably be better as a soccer based game using the well, Persona Five characters. That's just well, it's my opinion. It's Mario Super Strikers is the soccer game. I know, and that's 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 where I'm leading this conversation to. <laughs> <laughs> that's my driving point. <laughs> are you mad? I'm ruining all your your innuendos. <laughs> you're really just like you're you're deflating me. You're deflating my humor. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We all um, live. But I mean, I don't care what it is. I love Persona Five. I didn't play mm. that dancing game. I didn't play that one. Uh, but I will probably pick this up and see if, what it's like. I, I I know it releases February 20th. I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's going to release a, as a English North American release. You might have to make uh, a Japanese Switch account to play it. Um, right. 
but coming on switch so that's cool so mm-hmm. because they still haven't freaking released persona 5 on switch um so another sad news anthem do you remember anthem i've heard of it uh there it was this game that had huge potential mm-hmm. um I, I played a lot of it it was like supposed to be like the multiplayer halo like yeah. mx kind of thing really yeah, like the, the iron man suit kind of thing yeah the iron man suits mm-hmm. so it is now february 11th it is as of february 10th when i saw this on twitter the christmas decorations were still up in the game oh, if God. that if that tells you anything about the state of that game i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> um that makes me sad because pretty I abandoned sounding I played that game like early access, like got really excited and mm-hmm. I'm like, but man, they, there were a lot of good ideas in that game, but not executed well at all. Mm. That's sad. <clears throat> Maybe they just, you know, hold them up for next year. Like just, I mean, we're almost there. We're almost at Christmas. Why, why put it down? Right. Exactly. Have to, go, have to go in the shed and get it out again. Maybe these are just the rednecks of the video game universe. <laughs> And they just leave their Christmas lights up all year long. I understand that. Um, <clears throat> speaking of hopefully good games, uh, Fire Emblem's Three Houses, the expansion comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Super excited. Um, I will be picking that up. And in other <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem news, so there is, I literally saw this on Twitter today, um, there's a Fire Emblem Three Houses D-make being made um so where they're actually remaking the game in a game boy advance style like this is a fan made thing uh, obviously uh-huh. so like i saw screenshots of it i think there's a kotaku article for it but they're actually making it 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 looks dude it looks just like the fire emblem on game boy advance it is crazy huh. that's cool and like if it gets released i definitely want to check that out <laughs> um so in more news some excuse me more my hero academia news so the new my hero academia rising heroes movie comes out february 26th Mm. is it Um, like just japan or is it worldwide or i don't know that's just i saw that on funimation so (laughs) yeah maybe it's maybe it'll be a god how long did it take last time couple of months before it hit like funimation not sure were we not sure? I don't remember. Anyway, I'll have to check that out. I just know that's what it's releasing. Probably theaters in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um. So, speaking of some other movie news, Birds of Prey, not doing so well. Is that the Harley Quinn? Yes. Man, <laughs> who saw that coming? <laughs> I dude. Who saw the remake of the movie that people didn't think was good, not doing good? Yeah, I, I like like <clears throat> so. I don't know if you listen to <clears throat> Dak Shepard has a podcast. It's really popular now. Um, mm-hmm. Armchair expert, like he brings a lot of like actors in and stuff, and they talk about like the movie making process and like all this. Yeah, they talk about yeah. their life and stuff. We do and the same thing. We just don't let them talk on this podcast. Right, they're just sitting in the corner. Yeah. Shh. Will. I've got I've got Mel Gibson here today. He's just shut up, Mel. Sit over there. <laughs> um but I just like to. <clears throat> like I I know they probably all worked really hard on that movie, but man, after Suicide Squad, like you people Okay, so people are really weird about Harley Quinn. They 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 love Harley Quinn. And um Oh crap! What's her name? Um, Mar- Margot Robbie. Yeah, really good actress, phenomenal actress. Yep. But I just don't think that one character can hold a franchise. Yeah. You know, especially mm-hmm. after the very rocky Suicide Squad, like very rocky Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um, I heard Ewan McGregor was good as Black Mast. Dude, I was very I love, pissed. I love you and McGregor. I was very pissed that they used Black Mask. I wanted to keep him for a Batman movie. Yep. Because I think he's a super cool villain. But I think I don't get what I much want. Better is uh, if you and McGregor 
what the first time he met Harley Quinn, if he would have been like, hello there. <laughs> like from Star Wars, that'd have been hilarious. People would have liked it. Um, <sighs> is right. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit more. So this just I, this just came up on Twitter. I have no idea what it is, uh, mm-hmm. but I saw people tweeting about it. So apparently, uh, like Jordans, like the shoe yeah. company, yeah. Nike owns. Uh, apparently, them and Xbox are doing a collab, and they're announcing something on the thirteenth. Hmm. That's cool. I don't know if it's like a themed Xbox or what it is. Probably a themed Xbox, I'd imagine. That'd Probably be cool. Connected with. NBA 2K88 or whatever the next one is. What if, what if they do some Xbox themed Jordans? I could see that. That'd be dope too. That'd be pretty cool. That's probably that's probably what it is. Probably so. Calling it now. <laughs> um, and some last minute stuff. So, did you see that Animal Crossing Switch? Did we talk about I, that? We haven't talked about it, but I I know it's a thing. That's if all I got. Buy, if buying a second switch for my household wasn't a stupid idea, I would totally mm-hmm. buy that. Because it Just, looks so nice. It's like the really soft pastel colored Joy Cons. Oh. Mm, it looks so good. But have you played an Animal Crossing game? I have never played an Animal Crossing game in my life, <laughs> dude. I, me I never either. understood them. Is it just? Is it like Stardew Valley? Like, is it that brand of game where you're just kind of? I think so, but it's like, I think I think the thing about Animal Crossing is it's like calendar, but like real day calendar based. Hmm. Interesting. So I don't know. Like I, I think it drives you to play every day. This hmm. is totally what I have gathered. <laughs> so that know. could be completely. I wrong. know there's like animals, and there's the villager in Smash. That's okay. I know. I know Tom Nook's a jerk. I don't know who that is. He's the guy who, like, you take the loan out and, like, you have to spend the whole game paying him back. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> is he, like, a loan shark or is he, like, the bank? He's, like, the bank man. Oh. So he's the enemy. <laughs> he's the enemy, yeah. That's crazy. So you, like, move to town and you gotta take out a loan to buy a house and then you spend the whole game paying him mm. back. That's That just sounds like real life. That's kind of that's sad, actually. That's, that is kind of sad, yeah. Um, so speaking of things that are sad. Yeah. <laughs> this this um, is crazy. Kotaku put out an article today talking about a Japanese like game show that mm-hmm. <laughs> used VR to recreate a mother like recreate a little girl who passed away and the mother used the VR to interact with her daughter again who had passed away. If you open the article, it's yeah, not hard I, to find. It's on Kotaku. Um, I, I don't think I could do something like that. So the first paragraph. Uh, last week, a Korean TV special called Meeting You aired, which focused on a family's loss of their seven-year-old daughter. First off, why? Exactly. Why are we making a show about that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm... I'm with you. (laughs) In an unsettling finale, the program attempted to reunite the girl with her mother using virtual reality reality recreation complete with audio. Um, Oh, dude. So uh, as you can see below, and there's a video, not only was the girl fully replicated in 3D, able to move around and interact, but the mother was given touch-sensitive gloves to accompany her VR headset, and she was able to walk around a limited green screen set. So first off, we playing God. We gotta stop. Yeah. We gotta stop. And why? Who in this writing room was like, you know what? Let's let a lady meet her dead kid again. Because that, <laughs> and not like like a teenager, like a little girl. Because that's gonna and that's gonna go well. That's gonna that's gonna work. And better yet, we got this technology. We can have her see and hear her. Let's let her touch her hair again. <laughs> oh my god, Ugh. dude! I just feel like, like I'm sure this lady had last memories with her daughter. Like now, this is gonna be the last memory with her daughter, right? Yeah, my last memory is this weird, kind, almost janky-looking computer program of my little girl. That's people weird I 
I mean, I don't <laughs> even know what else to say about that than other than like I just don't know how she could do that as a parent. Mm-mm. I don't know. Whew. All right. Let's move into something just as terrifying. Let me ask you a question, though. <laughs> okay. Me and uh, Will Smith here are going to hijack this show. Um, if I were to die, you know, mm-hmm. obviously in a, a blaze of glory, because how else would one like me go? Jumping the Grand Canyon <clears throat> on a motorcycle. Got it. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Bicycle. Um, <laughs> would you do a VR thing to see me? Of course. Oh, thank God. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. <laughs> we'll put my consciousness in the machine. <laughs> Plug me in. Plug me in, Will. <laughs> so, like Griffin was saying before I hijacked his um, connection, we're Ooh. talking about something that is uh, an unsettling comic. It is uh, Lock and Key. It's the first volume, the first six issues. Um, when we were talking about what to talk about, I suggested lock and key because I read it a couple years ago and I was like, it was good. It's got some keys. They're magical. I forgot how freaking heavy this comic was and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, what is he like making me read? How are just a bunch how of I, smut. How am I going <laughs> to, how am I going to tell somebody to read this? It's kind of like mm. I felt bad telling people to watch The Witcher before I got to the part with all the naked people. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's fine. You'll like it. Um, so Lock and Key is uh, written by Joe Hill. Fun fact, this is actually his first comic. He, oh, wow. he wrote a bunch of short stories, uh, wrote a bunch of short stories and stuff and uh, got picked up and illustrated by Gabriel Rodriguez. Um, I would say the high point in this comic to me is the artwork very good uh-huh um it's it's as i'm looking through it's not it's not smooth and polished like uh captain america books or x-men books it's yeah. it's got this i want to say the lines are edgy but i was rereading and looking and they're not edgy they're just there's something about the art that makes me uncomfortable i it's, can't really Mm-hmm. The lines are dark and pronounced. Yeah, the outlines of these characters—they very, they mm. very well are good. There, it's the, call. like the lines in their hair, the lines on their face. Mm-hmm. It, they are, they are dark and pronounced. Yeah, the Kinsey's hair always was kind of weird to me. Like I couldn't yeah. tell if it was trying to do like flowy hair or is it dreadlocks. And then later on, we find out like it's actually like dreadlocks and stuff, but she did have dreadlocks in the beginning. Yeah. 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 Um, so you want to just do like a back and forth or you want to just, Hey, I, I mean, so I'll start talking about it just because this was talk, your, talk your second time reading it. My first time reading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I had no idea where we were going with this. Um, <laughs> I could tell by the cover of the first volume is like big ominous house key. Uh, lots of red, lots of black. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm kind of getting an idea of what the feel for this might be. Maybe a little horror, maybe a little, you know, dark. Yeah. But I was not ready. <laughs> we really need to do a book that's not like super heavy. Uh, yeah, because the last time we did a comic, it was really heavy too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't want to spoil anything because the Netflix show just came out. And also I think, read this because it was great mm-hmm. um so the i'm just gonna kind of read some of my notes i have here um Come on, lay it on I, the whole the whole first book read like a thriller novel and um the imagery was shocking we did talk about that <laughs> so they there's a lot of gore in some parts not necessarily gore it's just blood but yeah there's a lot of kind of well there's a lot of imagery that is very unsettling not gore per se but just situational things that make that might make you very uncomfortable and i think it it does the job in Mm -hmm. in really bringing you into the story and saying like it makes you quickly care about these characters oh in this in this in the situation that they're in um 
that's what I like. That's why I finished it so fast. I texted you on like Saturday and I was like, I'm yeah. finished. <laughs> yeah. No, I finished today. <laughs> no. Um, um, the whole, like, go, how about on the imagery? There's, there are times when, um, characters are just doing random things. Uh, there's one with Tyler. He is, uh, he's laying down bricks on the oh uh God. the pathway yeah and in one panel he's laying down bricks and the sister's like oh, okay that's how he that's how he deals with his trauma he just works himself off he's a dumb guy that's what he does and then the next panel it's the same it's the same picture of him laying down bricks but the only thing that's changed now is now there is like uh this body from you know the beginning of the comic where he beat a guy almost to death and how he's handling um the trauma that happened in his family's uh, life at the, at the beginning of the book. <laughs> uh, well, you missed the most important part. It's where he beat the guy almost to death with a brick. With a brick. <laughs> so he's laying brick walkway, and then there's this body laying, like, you know, obviously in his, in his head. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he's imagining, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and they, they do it so many times, especially oh in this God. first volume, and it's, yeah. it's so haunting. Uh, especially with the little boy Bodie. Oh, he sees his dad and it's got that. Oh, that's funny. Is that how you huge... pronounce his name? Mm-hmm. I, I just learned, learned that from watching the show. <laughs> oh, what did you say before? Bode. That's I was saying okay. because phenom- you know, phonetically, that's how that's how it's pronounced. B O D E. Bode. Yep. That's how it's Consonant okay. E. Um, but no, like he's he's doing something. He's playing like his little matchbox car, and then he looks, and there's his dad with a big old hole in his head from when he got killed in the very beginning of the book. And you're just like, geez. Um, yeah. Especially uh, Kinsey's is what really oh, got me. Um, yeah. There was a line where she's like, it's, it's, it's uh, in her monologue, and she's talking about when she grabbed her brother, and they hid on the roof behind the chimney so no one can see. And she was talking about how she bit her lips so hard that it bled because she didn't want yeah. to say anything. And they said after the police came that on her brother's throat, she gripped it so hard like he had bruises. And I was like, God, how terrifying. It must they have just been. did such a very good job of showing the trauma that can, can come out of events for characters. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like something that's a mystical trauma. Like, you know, the trauma was caused because of, you know, magic keys and stuff like that. But this is something that has happened to people, can happen to people. Like, it's a real thing where someone breaks into your house and kills a loved one. Um, and and I, I said we didn't want to spoil it. That's not really a spoiler because it's in literally the very beginning. Yeah, like that's the beginning of the book and then things happen where the characters go to their father's home and magic stuff happens. Um, also damn. this, the, what's the name of the place they go to? It's uh the key house. No. What's the name of the city? Uh, the city's name is um, it's love heart. Nope. Love. It's the name of uh, that very famous writer. Yeah. That's yeah. It's Lovecraft. It love- so that's Lovecraft, what I knew. Yeah. That's what I knew it was going to be messed up. I was like, the name of the city is Lovecraft? Okay. <laughs> yeah. HP Lovecraft is that writer's name. But mm-hmm. he does all that really crazy psychological horror stuff. Oh yeah. His stuff is super weird. Yeah. Um so another thing I said is uh, that besides the cat and mouse murder game that was going on with Sam and the family. Uh, there were bits of mystical horror and mystery elements that really just kept you reading. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that that really ties into what's going to happen later in the book and kind of wants to keep reading. There's a there's a really interesting line um, at near the end by one of the characters who is turns out to be like the issue. Yeah, and uh, she tells Bodie, the little boy, is like, "Oh, you're just." reading the last chapter of a book sort of thing kind of lose yeah. like there's so much that's happened in the past that's led up to this moment that you know nothing about. And I was like, that's, that's an interesting way of putting it. Um, yeah. And it was, I think though she said like, that's how children view situations that they think they're coming in at the beginning, but really mm-hmm. they're coming in at the last chapter. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wow. No, that's it's really, really good. Um, 
And one thing I did want to bring up is my last thought, you know, because I just, I went, as soon as I finished, I sat down and wrote down some thoughts mm-hmm. on it. Uh, Cause I wanted those to be fresh. Uh, I said this, I think this functions very well as a comic. Yeah. Uh, but I'm very interested to see what they have to do to tone it down for Netflix. <laughs> and as, as someone who has watched the Netflix series in totality, because I have no uh, self-control. I have no portion control whatsoever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, they do. They tone it down a lot. Um, they really lean hard into the mystic part of it. Um, and it's not it's not nearly as gory as uh, this book is. And I agree. You, there are things that happen in this book you really can't put into a show. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting the levels of what's okay in a book compared to what's okay in a show, especially by today's standards, um, kind of, which I feel like a lot of, I mean, heck, I mean, one of the most well-performing shows out there right now, the Witcher showed Mm -hmm. many women naked. I mean, I can't imagine. Remember, could you imagine if we were kids in a show like that came out? Oh, we we couldn't with with that, with that level of popularity, it'd Mm -hmm. be like, you're going to hell if you watch The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Well, most people, um, but not not even like there's not even that. Um, is this is just like the the content and the the gruesomeness. Yeah. Of this, um, that I think just wouldn't play well. Oh, in TV. I don't, that's what I was saying. I was like, I was like reading it, knowing that that show had come out, and I was like, yeah, man, I don't know how they're gonna do that. <laughs> most of the time, they didn't. Um, one of my favorite things, I th- this is my second, the last part point is the, uh, the panel work is yeah. really, really good. Um, on, it is very good in, in our comicsology, uh, volume one, it's, uh, pages like 12 to 14 where the panel is, uh, these five horizontal panels that fill the page and it's the exact same thing except some text bubbles move. And like a few things in the background move to show the time has passed, but the main character is in the foreground. He's staying still, and it's just people coming and then leaving, oh, and then people God. coming and then leaving, and then people coming and then leaving, and it's just it's so good. And this is something that you see later on in this series, and even in this volume, and it's it's really effective. Um, one that's really really good. And it's not in this volume is um about the mother the mother slowly um begins falling into some older demons and there's a scene where the oldest son tyler is laying in the bed and then you see in the background like the door opens to show like the light of the of the door being open the mother stumbles in and like tyler doesn't move at all and she starts like weeping and it's it's like th- two or three pages of just these same panels going and going and going, and she finally leaves. And he, I don't I think there's like maybe seven words said in those three pages, and it's just so like moving, just right. the way just that one character moves in the panels. Um, and I I think they really like hit the nail on the head with this, just how effective they've done this. I think that uh, comics are able to do really cool things with imagery without words. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I was uh, <clears throat> like in the, I think the newest Superman run that's out right now, he reveals his identity to the world. Oh, that's cool. Um, but in one of the panels, he's revealing his identity to the editor, of the daily bugle, like the, I guess the editor the, or the president or whoever it is. Anyway, yeah. the guy he's worked for forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he go. it's literally no words are said. There's it's four rectangular panels. It's him walking in the guy standing up from the desk. He opens his shirt to show the Superman logo. And then mm-hmm. it's the guy hugging him and like, and it's like, just so, no. Oh, there's wow. no words it's just like yeah it's, it's awesome and that's that's stuff like another media like you in some video in some video media you could get away with it but i don't think it's nearly as impactful because in a comic you can look at that picture forever but also you know that words were said it, you're yeah. like in your head 
when you look at those pictures, I'm sure he came in. And he's like, hey, Clark, what do you need? And he's like, I need to tell you something. You're like, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't tell you what was said. They just showed you mm-hmm. what happened mm-hmm. as if you were looking in on this scene from a window and you couldn't yeah. hear. Interesting. I like that so you're, a lot. Right. You're like not able to really get that mm-hmm. in a video format. Mm-mm-mm. And I think this this book does. I, I think Lock and Key does a good job with letting you create some own your own kind of dialogue in your head for some of these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah, so good. So my last point, and it's a, it's about the three kids. So there's Tyler, who goes by Ty. Um, there's Kinsey, and then there's uh, Bodie. Uh, Tyler and Kinsey are both in high school. Bodie's like seven or six. It's uh, he's like in kindergarten or first grade. Um, and you can see that there are different uh, stages of grief with the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a really chilling. Tyler to me is very chilling. I guess um, maybe because his was more uh, like self blaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and. A- Spoilers. I know what you're going to talk about. If you don't want anything else, I mean, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. that like this. If I found this out before, I'd be upset. Okay. Okay. So okay, skip okay. ahead. Like, I'll give you twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. All right. Just hit the thirty second forward button on your phone if you're listening. Ready? Go. Okay. So Tyler is going through like guilt. He's thinking about killing himself. There's a part where he's looking at the gun, and he's in the work shed. He's like, "I'm going to kill myself." He doesn't say it, but like you said he's thinking it and doesn't say um and you really feel for him and then when sam comes and he's trying to uh, kill his family he said i killed your father because earlier you jokingly said when you kill my when i kill my dad why don't you kill my dad your dad too and i was like god what a hit yeah to that guilt he's already feeling yeah i killed your dad because you asked me to yeah in in a half joking manner yeah. I thought that was the most crucial and impacting line in the entire volume by far. Yeah. For mm-hmm. what that means to Tyler, because now he is blaming himself more for the death of his father. Oh, for sure. I mean, it totally impact. It shows like why his grieving process is so severe compared right. to his brother and sister. Definitely. Ah, And this is all before any of the main plot of this book happens. Yeah. No, this, this is honestly, (laughs) if this This was like an actual book, it's a preface, a preface. It's, it is just leading up. Like the keys had such a small part in this book to me. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the whole reason. Oh boy. There because you know, the well woman told him, but listen, the part, where he sees her in the picture. Oh my God. I about, I about shit. <laughs> Dude. I was like, what? I'll just put it. Yeah. Down. I was like, no, it's too so, scary. It's so spooky. Um, but no, like the keys are a big part of the story, but they not in this section of the story. Um, which is what I really liked. I was like, if this could be a standalone story, if like something happened at the end of this, Mm-hmm. Like if you took out the keys and stuff, if if something yeah. happened at the end of this to give clarity, this would be a standalone story. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, man. So, any final thoughts or any final uh, things you would like to say about the first volume, issues one through six? I checked of um, Lock and Key. Was um, this published by was... IDW? So sorry, forgot to tell. Uh, I think it was very good. Um, I can definitely recommend people to read it. Um, I mean, like I said, kind of, it, it might help you a little bit to kind of go into it, knowing what mm-hmm. kind of content you're getting into, but, or go into it completely blind and ignore everything we said. Cause that's what I did. And it was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lock and key. Okay. I'll find it and read it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually, I mean, I think this might be one of the things we talk about where I continue go, like continue reading. I did it. Yes, I'm so happy because <laughs> I really. I mean, I, wa- I want to really, know. Like, I, I yeah. want to know what happens. Oh, I'm so happy. I really thought you were going to sink sink your teeth into Saga, and you didn't, dude. I, 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 like, I did fine. too. I did too. But, <sighs> I mean, I'm telling you. I think if I had 
a you had an iPad. You if had, I had an iPad, man. Because because I could sit at my computer and read. I mean, because it's very easy to sit there like with my mm-hmm. finger on the arrow key and just hit next. You know, right. Um, but then I'm sitting, sitting at my computer. computer. I could be playing The Witcher. That's true. That's true. You can cuddle up on your couch and read your comics with an exactly. iPad. So good. Um, my final thoughts. It's it is a. I'm a little. I'm not, bias isn't the right word. I know what's going to happen next, and I know the great things and the great character arcs that are coming. Um, right. And I'm trying not to let that sway what I think about this volume. I think this volume is really good. It, you know, when I if I tell people about it, I am going to have the little asterisk like, all right, but it's it is it is a it's it's a rough content. There's a mm-hmm. lot of it's stuff that can happen. It's real life stuff. You know, people die, people get murdered. And people have to deal with those emotions in yeah. different ways. Um, so if that's something think, that that gets you, maybe this ain't the book for you. Right. I think that would be a disclaimer. Like if you're mm-hmm. easily, you know, affected by some rough emotional content, then yeah, you know, maybe steer clear. Go where we super. Because I mean that that's a, that's okay. Yeah, like no. this is this is not I, you know not for everybody. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I would not tell my wife to read this. Maybe nope, she'll think it's the devil. <laughs> she but she's the this the devil. You you and that podcast over there reading devil stuff again, but <laughs> it is it's it's real emotions, it's real grief, um, and then there's that cool fun aspect of these magical cheat keys. So yeah, which I'm like I want to know about I want to know more about these keys. Yeah, yeah. So. Out of five magical keys, my friend, my Valentine, my boo, Griffin, Ooh. what would you give just, well, not just, but volume one of uh, Lock and Key? Like a 4.3. That's four and three tenths of a key. I like that. I like that a lot. Because it's very good. Um, Super good. You know, I don't want to get... Uh, I didn't think it was perfect by any means, but I thought it was very good. Except above above average. So very much so. Very much so. Um I would give it I would give it probably four keys. There's some pieces that happen um that I don't think are needed. Um mm-hmm. but overall the story is really, really good. It's yeah. Really, really good. It's very hooking. So Four magical keys that do whatever I please, I guess. I don't know. Not really. That rhymes. Does it? Four, Four magical, magical keys, keys that do whatever, do whatever I, please. I please. That does rhyme. Look at me. I'm a poet. And it. now we That's, know it. Now we know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, man, well, you guys can listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Overcast. Uh, interact with us on Twitter because... Earlier this week, I actually tweeted out the cover art for this um, issue, and I was like, or this uh, comic, and I was like, hey, if you want some reading material before this week's episode, here you go. That's so, a hot hint. Hot hint is literally what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have any suggestions about things we should talk about, any um, things you want us to hear us talk about, watch us watch or uh, read. Hit us up at Twitter on at the best pal cast. So thank you. You're so welcome. Well, I can't wait for us to cover Spiral, the new uh, installment God. in the Saw why, franchise. Why can't I get what I want? <laughs> Is it too much to ask? Who uh, who said that's a? So, uh, Next week we're going to talk about. Um, we're going to talk about every movie in the Saw franchise and why Joker 2 is a good idea. No. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the first one was good. It was new. It was hot. It was something never done before. And then they just kept friggin' doing it. I love uh, making you aggravated. It doesn't make sense. He's like 78 years old. The man got cancer. He's dying. And then how's he doing all this? They're like, oh, but he's got, he's got disciples. Who's going to follow him? Kind of foolishness. Ugh, it's so it's so stupid. Ugh. It's it's the it's the perverts is what it is. They get like a sexual pleasure off of it. Freaking. <laughs>
freaking Can't perverts. Maybe Chris Rock, wonderful. Will Smith, what do you think? <laughs> Will, Will nodding his head. He's painted blue. He can't talk right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that'll that. be it. Had a great Good. time. I will. We will be back here next week. Same podcast time. Same podcast place. That was that, stupid. That sounded, yep. that sounded rough. <laughs> Goodbye, <Yep>. everybody. <laughs> Bye. Lock your doors. Bye. <laughs>